Welcome to WLNM, the web novel and manga review, hosted by Zeke Shangaris. Welcome to WLNM, the web light novel and manga review podcast. We are dedicated to bringing our listeners the very special artists and writers that are part of this amazing explosion of creativity. They give us the stories that inspire us and make us want to write ourselves. We'd like to welcome Adam Ladner, the author of the three-volume original English light novel series, Restart Again. Welcome, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, um, let's uh, let's get right into it. Um, describe Restart Again for me. Um, what 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 universe? What kind of universes am I getting into? What kind of uh, story am I am I expecting to see? Sure. So uh, Restart Again is perhaps indicated by the name an isekai story. Uh, but we very quickly learn that it is the uh, not the first time our main character has been isekai, but the third time. Uh, so we're simultaneously going through and experiencing a, a fantasy isekai story, but also kind of dealing with some backstory from past lives and maybe dealing with the, the fallout from that. Okay, so kind of like a... a uh inception and a second yeah that's a good way of putting yeah. it yeah you're you've not only have the trauma from one life but <laughs> so, exactly but please tell me right off the bat is truck coon the culprit each and every time <laughs> uh no <laughs> <laughs> specifically not <laughs> okay uh, so uh tell me a little about your hero so uh we got our hero lux um when we first meet him, uh, popping up in his third isekai, he's um, maybe understandably a little bitter. Um, it's uh, as we learn through some sparse, maybe not sparse, but we learn through some tasteful flashbacks. Um, he uh, sort of had that very typical protagonist hero adventure in his first life, uh, but then maybe realize that uh if you're gonna keep doing that again and again that uh has a bit of a damper to it so um he's sort of just trying to find his way stay away from everyone just find a way to live and not deal with that when we meet him okay it's kind of like a um uh, <laughs> if scott bacula had tried to retire in quantum leap <laughs> exactly like I'm tired of fixing what right what was what was wrong and now make it right. I just want to like kick my heels up and go fishing. That's exactly it. <laughs> so, um, what got you started as writer? Were you a always a writer? Were you always a creator? Or is it something that, like many of us, um, came lighter uh, later in life? So yeah, I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was always a writer. Um, I mean, going through at least through high school, I kind of. My only exposure to writing was like English class and I kind of resented my English class. So that definitely wasn't the starting point. Um, but I started playing Dungeons and Dragons when I went to college. Okay. And uh, our group was very much into homebrews. Like we didn't just buy the, you know, off the shelf, uh, you oh, know, yes. Dungeon of Dreadmore or whatever you want. Uh, so it was, it started with making a, a setting and then being like, oh, this is kind of cool. Then you flush out stuff and then... I, uh, I've seen a meme where uh, 
it's basically I wanted to write the world and write the characters, and uh, I learned that wasn't playing D and D; that was writing a book. <laughs> um, <laughs> my uh, my initial kind of foray into writing was like five years ago when I decided to kind of sit down and write an actual backstory for one of the characters I had played in a game, and I got like fifty pages into it and had a pretty good time, but never having written anything before i kind of set myself some traps that i fell into and that project just kind of fizzled out but that's i mean that i mean that that is not um that strange of a story and because i I, i've met other writers who their first universe building their first character building came from uh rpgs and Mm. it's it, it it is a good step um i wish they would take that step in I, I would love to apply that step uh in a writing class because mm. it, it makes it makes i find it makes it more accessible and anything i can do to make creativity more accessible would be great um but you know it, it's it's very hard sell you still have the old fogies who are like dungeons and dragons it must yeah. be satan yeah exactly yeah th- I, I think there's probably a lot of ways to find passions for you know kids in school and you know i wouldn't say trick them into doing it but make them realize that like you know english class isn't just reading shakespeare and writing book reports on that kind of stuff you know there is applications to creative writing that are very intertwined with your current interests you just kind of have to see it hey i always um and i've said it before uh i view writing prompts are the same as fan fiction hmm it's you're taking a structured story and structured characters and running with it. And that's what a writing prompt is. There's the same thing you get in, uh, you get in school. A lot of times in English class, they give you a prompt and you write from it. Well, why not just give them, let them take that step and be like, so you want to be a Shinobi, (laughs) uh, go for it. How does this happen to you? You yeah, know, you you apparently uh, wield a curse uh, <laughs> like in Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, go for it. You know, I, I love giving my students the chance to be creative in my classes. And though, though I teach technology, I do everything I can to open that up for them um, so they can at least use those creative minds that some of them have. And some of them do a really good job at it. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, so did you, uh, did you do any fanfic getting started? You know, I, I didn't actually, um, my, my writing history is pretty short. Um, in terms of actually sitting down and writing stuff, it was that character backstory, a very fledgling, uh, story where I tried to do some co-writing with a couple friends, which just, you know, scheduling and that kind of stuff. That can be very, very difficult. Yeah, I'll say it was scheduling that ended that um, in to be kind. Uh, But that right right around after that is when I started getting the kind of the seedlings of my current story. You know, it's it's uh, one of those things, like you said, where you're talking about trying to be very polite, talking about co-writing. It's um, that in itself is a a talent to write with a partner. And yeah, uh, you, you need the exact right chemistry to do that one Mm -hmm. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I'd love to write with a partner at times. And then I'm like, yeah, this is not, this will never work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what is, what would you say the, in, in restart again, is the element of the struct, this, the, the structural element that you're most proud of? What do you think you came up with that really has, you know, fleshed this out to, you know, truly be your story. Cause I mean, Aseki is a pretty uh, broad genre. Yeah, for sure. Um, when I, uh, when I initially started writing this story, it was actually because I had uh, watched a couple of uh, seasonal animes that were just, they were isekais cause that was just exploding, uh, which, you know, kind of still is. Uh, but they were just like, I was like, these are so boring and formulaic and, you know, I just, I know what's going to happen and it's just, I'm not having a good time with it. Uh, and I decided there's so many avenues and like very unique aspects of isekai that don't get explored. I, I can't say I'm the most versed person in watching anime and reading light, light novels. And I'm sure they've all been touched on in one way or another, but even the idea of, you know, multi, like being isekai multiple times or even what the ramifications of that would be. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way that I've been telling multiple stories. Uh, there's obviously the current story where Lux is going through the world he's actually in. And then you get just little tastes of the other two lives that he's been in. Uh, and it's sort of three different styles of Isekai at once. You know, you get the first one and he's all like bright eyed and power adventurer kind of thing. And then the second one where it's a very miserable experience and then the third one is very jaded um <laughs> and i i've been i've been having a good time going through those pulling aspects from the first and second lives that kind of tie into the way the third one's going so i'm not just doing flashbacks for flashbacks sake right um right. so i i think i I've, i would be most proud of trying to bring that new uh, approach to it so uh do you have you found yourself at times you talked about in your early attempts uh, that you found yourself falling into traps? Do you still find yourself writing yourself into a corner? <laughs> so I, I put down some very specific rules for myself when I started writing this one based on the issues I had with my old projects. And it's, it's obviously, you know, everyone has their own writing style and nothing will work universally. But for me, I know that I can't, skip ahead in my writing to write anything beyond where I am currently. Like I can't be like, oh, I had this great idea for a chapter, four chapters from now. So I'm just going to write it because as soon as I have to fill in a gap between a chapter and then something in the future, it completely sucks all the creativity out for me because I'm, I'm very much like a, a gardener in terms of my story progressing. I'm not an architect at all. I have very vague points that I want to get to in the future. And then I just kind of let, the story go and find its way there. So as soon as I put like a hard and fast, you know, point in it, uh, it, I can't do that gardening anymore. Uh, and it kind of sucks the soul out of it. So avoiding that has been really helpful. Um, obviously with editing, I've had to chop some stuff out, you know, it's just like, I've been writing for a while and I'm just like, this kind of went somewhere I don't want it to. And you take a couple pages and you put them in a separate document for maybe I'll need this later. <laughs> uh, so, you leave yourself some room. <laughs> so you 
you're 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 more of a discovery writer than a uh, than a writer who uh, plots everything out. For sure. Now that's that's a, that's a fun way of doing it because at times things surprise you. Do you find that uh, is one of the best parts of your uh, of writing as a discovery writer? You're like, wow, I didn't see that coming, and oh, I should have oh, for sure. And I should have seen it coming because, you know, (laughs) I'm the God of this universe. So I really should have thought of that. I should know all the thoughts of these people, but apparently I don't. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've definitely, um, I've had plot points and entire arcs that I'm like, yeah, I'll get there eventually. And then as I'm writing, I just kind of look down at my notes, you know, 50 pages later, I'm like, well, that's never going to work. Like (laughs) things are so different now. And I just chop it and then go on my way. Do you you have any post-traumatic stress from doing that though you're like (laughs) i put all this time into this this chapter and it's just not working i've i've never gotten that far um i have i think five mm, i think four pages of like fully written stuff has been chopped out at once just because it it didn't go anywhere um it's still saved in a you know a google doc somewhere it has some very sparse like world building that maybe i'll use someday but it does hurt you know you you put time into it and then to chop it out you're like oh that was you know i write i write pretty slowly so like four pages is like oh that's like four days it's like five days of work yeah i mean it it can um yeah i've tossed entire chapters before or rewritten because i tend to write and then reread and rewrite at the same time and so there are times where you know it it has really helped but then there are other times you're like oh crap you know yeah (laughs) what did i do to myself so um do you do a lot of drafts do you or are you uh so i don't i don't do a lot of drafts i take a long time in my writing um I've seen it a lot. Like I follow quite a few authors on Twitter. I I have my separate account for writing stuff, which has basically become my main account, and I don't use my other one anymore because it's so much nicer to just follow art and writing accounts. <laughs> uh, but I see a lot of people. They they're like, well, I wasn't super happy with it, but I got it down, so I can come back to it later. Um, but at the for me, that actually kind of feels limiting in the way that writing a future chapter does, where if I if I spend or if I get a lot of my inspiration from discovery, if I didn't discover the things that I would have in that chapter because I didn't put enough time in or I didn't uh, I didn't like flesh the things out that I wanted to and just planned on doing it in the second draft, I would kind of miss a lot of stuff and the, the story wouldn't get as uh, interconnected as it is maybe. Uh, so I find, I find myself not doing a lot of drafts, but uh, a very, very heavy editing pass at, when it's done. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, before we get back to uh, before we go to my next my next question, do you do you have a, a a trusted reader, a trusted editor that you know does that first pass for you? Or I do. Um, I as I'm not as I'm writing, but once I have a a full draft for a book finished, I actually post the whole thing in its entirety on uh, Royal Road. Okay. Um, and I put it out like two chapters a week just until the whole thing's out. Uh, and I I obviously get some, I get minor stuff from there. Like obviously I have, if I have typos or 
a thing like if i contradicted myself two sentences in a row like someone had an axe and they have a sword you know that kind right, of thing right. i get that um i don't go to royal road for plot advice um but i have i have an editor it's a friend of mine who is in college for many different writing disciplines uh and we uh once i have a draft done i send it to her and she bleeds all over that thing with red ink yeah and uh we have some good discussions on that yeah, for for me it's my wife and um she she's good at translating what i think i'm saying into words. <laughs> i know i know the feeling <laughs> <laughs> um do you 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 work in the science field so is it is, is this kind of writing uh was it an adjustment to do this kind of writing or is writing in the science field the adjustment oh i uh my uh, my work is much more like bench work. Okay. Um, I don't do a whole. I'm actually writing a presentation right now, so it's kind of funny to have to deal with that. But most of my work is uh, data, not data entry, but manipulating data that I get from tests. Uh, so there's not much crossover with the writing there. So you're a fan of Excel. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Yeah, I, I teach Excel and am totally you know totally enjoy. Um, teaching kids all about spreadsheets. <laughs> Did you know you can do a pivot table? This is how it's done, you know? Yeah, making, it's a- Making pivot I, tables sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be overlooked, but Excel is like, not to derail this, but Excel is like the just the most versatile thing. You know, you think of it as spreadsheets and you just like put some numbers next to each other, but it can do anything. It, yeah, for me, <laughs> for, me, for me, that brag is for PowerPoint. PowerPoint mm. is the most underrated graphics package you will ever deal with. It's so easy to use and you can create almost anything. So you can insert up insert <laughs> Excel into mm. PowerPoint. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, make it real nifty. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> enough office nerding. Yeah. Um, so uh, what what's your favorite type of scene? do you write uh to write um are you you know are you like all right i can't wait to to describe this place or this conversation is where i'm gonna uh, really show uh the reader what's going on or is it uh action i find action the hardest thing to write mm. uh, i uh i think in terms of writing it i enjoy dialogue the most because if you have, you know, characters you enjoy and characters that you've fleshed out, it, it is sort of like multiple people having a conversation. So you can kind of just have fun and see where that goes. You know, you know, this person is stubborn and you know, this person feels this way. And it's just, it, it is that pure discovery as you're going through and having that conversation. Uh, I do very much enjoy writing uh, combat uh, and it takes me a very long time to write combat scenes uh, just because I want to make sure that everything flows so you can always see where the characters are going and what's happening. You don't have that luxury of animation where you can just see it. You know, you have to, you have to say, you know, there's some, there's someone on my left and there's someone on my right. And I take a step this way and it's, uh, it takes a very long time for me to write it, but I do enjoy it. 
It, it, to me, it, it, that's always been the hard, one of the hardest things to write is been action. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I can, I could build you a thousand worlds in less time than it would take for me to write an action <laughs> scene. <laughs> yeah, the the hardest part of uh, volume three, which is uh, just about to release, it took me. I, I don't know. It must have taken me three weeks to write this one action scene because I knew it was this pivotal moment. And I was like, I've been thinking about this forever and I'm finally here and everywhere it has to be perfect. And it just took forever to get that done. So um, you, you must to, to write. I think to write, you need to read. Um, so what uh, authors have you looked at that help uh, inspire your writing style or that you're like this is this is the kind of thing that i'm aiming for that's a it's an interesting point i uh i wrote a uh, blog post about that recently actually and um i i would say that my writing style for my book is most inspired by uh christopher paolini with the aragon inheritance series okay uh, that was definitely like a formative moment for me as a kid reading those. I mean, I mean as I grew up, because those came out, you know, two or three years apart for each book. Uh, but I did, I kind of cut my teeth on Lord of the Rings when I was like 11. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's some hefty reading. Yeah, I didn't quite get it Tol- my first Tolkien, pass. Tolkien ain't that easy to read. And don't try and read uh, the Salamer- Silmarillion. Silmarillion, yeah. Don't even try and read that. That's like reading, uh, what is it? Uh, Jabberwocky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, I actually have read the Silmarillion and it is like that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I would, I would say probably my writing style is most influenced, uh, by the inheritance series. Obviously I read game of Thrones at the same time as I was, uh, going through high school and that was, uh, you know, that's not resolved yet. Um, no. but I enjoyed what I read <laughs> and it's interesting the way, each book is from a different perspective so that that really it it really shows you interwoven story yes yes it's it's a very you know i wouldn't say unique but it's it's a masterful way of bringing multiple viewpoints together um i try to keep those things in mind yeah i'll I'll just wait for more hbo there you go yeah yeah so um is there a, a a light novel series that you've you've read that kind of stands out in your mind that uh, is is one that uh, you're like yeah this this was a fun read that you'd recommend to others yeah so that's a that's the fun part I've never read a light novel before wow yeah yeah um, it'll, I it'll read take you about six hours so you know, <laughs> yeah you out a day <laughs> yeah to to say I have plenty of them because there are a couple series that I like to support just because I like the anime. You know, I, I have a lot of the ReZero books. Okay. Um, I have the World End uh, series. Okay. Only like five books. Um, I, I think those are the only two that I own, but I own most of them. I just, I haven't read them yet. They're all on my bookshelf. I'm just collecting <laughs> them at this point. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, I want to support the series. I want to get more of it. So, well, okay. You haven't had time for that. You support the series is so uh which which a world other than your own uh would you like to end up in oh lord <laughs> to end up in personally that's a tough sell because most of the ones i watch all the people are very miserable 
<laughs> I mean, you know, Konosuba, that seems kind of fun. Um, but at the uh, the time when I started writing uh, Restart Again, I had just finished uh, Shield Hero. Okay. Uh, which I enjoyed, uh, but that seems a little miserable. Um, yeah. You could probably see a couple parallels between, you know, reluctant, bitter heroes with my character and um, <laughs> the Shield Hero. Um and then of course I I love ReZero. Definitely don't want to end up there. Yeah, that's no. <laughs> that does not seem like a good time. Otto is best girl. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I I hey, and you definitely don't want to end up uh in Grimgar, um of Fantasy and Ash. Oh yes. That is an amazing series. Uh, like the series and the book series are both very good. The series uh, impressed the hell out of me because every backdrop was like a masterful watercolor and mm. the stories they tell in the, it's about a soldier's life. It is about the slog. It's about the daily, just unrelenting yeah. grind of doing uh, of, of, of battle and the up close and personal like to stab someone whether it be a goblin or not you've got to be right on top of them and right. you feel that knife punching through the skin and it's it you you see the trauma just gradually build in these kids it, it's an excellent series um yeah i'm not a hundred percent sure i have yet to find a very lovely asekai world to <laughs> drop into there's yeah. some nice fantasy worlds i've enjoyed but as far as yeah and an asekai to be a place to be a sekai uh you know i'm not not quite sure uh i just do know that wherever um a seki a sekai world uh i'm in i would like to have a harem please <laughs> yeah. surrounded yeah. by cute girls <laughs> you know that wouldn't be bad um hey up until recently the the slime verse was very peaceful so that's true i'm uh i'm slow on that one but i'm watching through it right now <laughs> um the slime diaries um that just recently came out takes place um before the events of the recent season okay so it's kind of like an insert and it is canon because but it's a slice of life in that it it talks about the 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 nation of monsters and the people that live in it and it's 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 very cute it's got a nice softer tone to it but it is canon and um yeah it's 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 fun fun diversion um you don't that sounds kind of nice <laughs> you don't have to see it to understand the main slime timeline mm -hmm. but it is nice to be like oh this kind of fleshes out you really feel the people in this town have personalities and identities other than our core set of characters and it's it's a really nice way to to do that one so it's uh, i recommend when you get the chance just if you need something light and fluffy um that's a good choice yeah. you definitely do need those light and fluffy shows every once in a while too oh yeah uh, uh, i'm kind of famous for liking the light and fluffy shows uh, <laughs> yeah there's there's i i really like <laughs> I like my cute girls wearing frilly outfits, fighting magical McKenna beasts <laughs> with a little side of Yuri. Um, <laughs> those, those cute, just cute 
stories they i i just i eat them up which is ridiculous for yeah, nothing wrong with that nothing yeah. wrong with that uh, but it's it, it definitely i got a reputation at uh for the website that i do work for um and uh yeah as oh like assault lily bouquet sounds like a zeke show <laughs> so yeah but i, I really want to thank you I, I know it's uh it's a it's it's a work night uh it's approaching in on early mm. evening here and uh i'd really like to thank you for coming on and uh talking with us today um we can find your stuff about you and your books on adamladner.com uh we can find you on twitter can you we still find you at ra adam ladner that is correct all right and your books are for sale on amazon any other platforms you should go to uh they're all through amazon all right sounds good and uh if anybody who's listening wants to hear more things like this more interviews about with creators about creating uh give us a subscribe and a like and I know that Adam probably feels the same way that uh, every creator's voice deserves that chance to be heard. And uh, I hope you take time to subscribe to WLNM and until next time, keep reading. This has been a WLNM podcast.